Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Today, I am with Perrin. How's it going, Perrin? Pretty good. How are you? All right. I mean, how long has it been since you've done the podcast? I guess the beginning of the year, actually, January. It's not that long. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, not super long when we were doing them for our January series. But before that, I think we were pretty nose down in some of the stuff we were working on. Yeah. I mean, we've been working on a lot of stuff, but that is not the topic of that podcast today. <laughs> so let's go directly into the main topic. And the main topic is a more than likely update to the Amazon affiliate program in the US, right? Yes. And can you kind of like sum up the rumors that we've heard? And uh, once again, before we get into it, all everything's rumors, right? So like we yeah. can't guarantee everything 100%, but things should be heating up next week officially. So what are the rumors anyway? Yeah, so we've been hearing all kinds of rumors that have been increasingly clear as time goes on. What... And mostly that's because the people who are getting the communication from Amazon are the people who are consistently hitting that 8.5% commission tier. So if you're not using Amazon, basically they work on a volume-based model, which means the more products you refer as an affiliate, the higher commission you go. So if you refer X amount of product, you can you get 7% on a sale, and then that goes up the more you sell. The rumor is that Amazon is moving away from a volume-based, tier-based commission model, and they are moving towards a flat commission per category. So if you sell items in a certain category, you are going to earn the flat commission for that category no matter how much you sell. This has some big implications. That's what we're going to talk about in the podcast. Is that good or bad? Yeah, so that's what everybody's going is trying to figure out. The long and short of it is... If it looks so, and we're going to talk about like what the rates might be because we do have some information on that. But if it looks the way we think it will look, and we're going to find that out next week, it will probably be much better for new sites with lower traffic, but a little bit worse for sites that have established traffic that are hitting higher commission tiers consistently. And in some select niches, it's it might be a disaster. It's going to be good for some people and worse for others. And the people it's going to be the best for are going to be those newer site builders who are just starting to get traffic. I mean, the rumor is that it will follow the same commission structure as the Amazon UK, right? And if we go through the structure and have it under my eyes right now, it essentially says, sorry, that home entertainment smartphone and mobile phones goes to 1% commission rate. I think it was like 4% before for all tech. Computers, electronic video games, cameras, appliances, digital software, gift cards, and Kindle stuff goes to 3%. Home books, Kindle books, music, musical instruments, kitchen toys, home improvement, DVDs, video games, and scientific products, handmade stuff, beer, wines, and spirit goes to 5%. Uh, sports, outdoor, personal care appliances, house personal care, office stuff, baby stuff, groceries, pet products, 
car and motorbike garden beauty pantry goes to 7%. And shoes, jewelry, apparel, watches, luggage, so basically everything in fashion goes to 10%. And everything mm. else goes to 3%. I mean, once again, that is a rumor. But an Amazon representative has said to an Atelier Hacker Pro member that it's going to be following that structure. So it's a pretty enlightened rumor, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, and so I think the rumor we have is that it's going to file follow a category-based structure. We don't know if the percentages are going to be these exact percentages because U.S. and U.K. are different markets. We are guessing that they're probably going to be similar. Yeah, uh, so let's see what happens. But like, how much commission percentage does a new site get these days? And you know, I, obviously the, the the big guys get eight point five percent. So in most cases, it's a drop. But like yeah. how, for a new site, what does it like? How much do they get normally? Yeah, new side's probably going to get anywhere between six and seven percent, probably on average. Uh-huh. So it's going to be right in the pocket for most of these bigger, broader niches. But for newer sites and some of these other niches, like watches or shoes or yeah. say like a sport, they're going to be earning more money right off the bat, which is why it might be better for them. Okay, so it really depends on your niche, basically. So does that mean like some niches will die off? Because like in some cases, Amazon was the only way to monetize, right? Yeah, who knows? You know, <laughs> like it's it's going to be uh, the sites that are going to be hit the hardest are going to be sites like the wire cutter yeah who are monetizing almost exclusively with tech and are generating tons and tons of revenue and are almost certainly hitting higher commission tiers you know of course i think the wire cutter is going to be fine because they have the resources to either negotiate a deal with Amazon or negotiate some other deal. But for all those many site owners who are in tech niches, I think it's going to be a pretty big blow. So if I was going to guess, I would say that the tech niches are going to be hit the hardest. And that's not good news because tech niches are usually pretty tough to have sites in anyway because it takes so much work to keep up with the content. My main prediction for the sites that are probably going to be disappearing the fastest are are those tech niches. I'm actually thinking about all the YouTubers that review items and do unboxing and stuff. Yeah. Essentially, a lot of them like quit their job to just do that full time, essentially. If it's, if what's gonna, what looks like it's gonna happen happens, their revenue is gonna be divided by four, essentially. Yeah. So that, that's not good news for them. So if you're one of them, then not so good. For other niches, you know, like, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion on Atelier Hacker Pro. People are estimating, and it's, of course, it's based on rumors. So estimating the losses based on rumors is extremely approximate, but people are talking like 30% drop or something for a lot of people. So, uh, of what they would do. So, you know, this sucks, especially for us on Health Mission. We're hitting like the highest revenue we've ever had on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> so, so not super happy about it, but. I don't think it's uh, it's the end of the world. I think that's going to change the the brokerage market as well. I, I expect a lot of these. Um, imagine like Amazon sites build on PBNs. Like their value is probably going to drop a lot, mostly because of the risk with the PBNs and the and the Amazon Amazon paying less. It's going to be. I expect like the the value of websites to change quite a bit. I think. Uh, also, it's going to demonstrate the risk that is inherent in sites anyway. Yeah. And it's going to show buyers who aren't used to building sites that stuff can change quickly in this market. So I expect maybe even for Amazon-based sites, like the multiples might go down instead of, you know, getting those like 30, 40 times monthly multiples 
people are going to say like, okay, this has changed before. We don't know where it's going. We're not going to offer you as much money. Yeah, especially given that a lot of investors are like flooding the market that are brand new to this market. So they just expect a lot, as much stability and as they would expect even as in like real estate and things like that, right. which drives multiples up a lot. Yeah, I think that's that's going to change a little bit. So basically, if you can sell your sites, if you want to, before that happens, if you were considering selling, maybe it's a good idea. Although it's coming so soon now that I'm not even sure you have time to do that. But yeah, I, I think though, you know, despite everything that's changing, still think, sorry, that there will be an incredible return investment on affiliate content. I mean, you know, we were talking about it the other day, right? The the revenue per thousand visits we were estimating at between 60 and $100 for this kind of like Amazon-based content. Even if that drops 30%, I mean, that is still very easy to make your money back when the content costs like 50 bucks, you know? Yeah, and I've never been as high as 60 or $100, but I think like my affiliate content usually generates not, uh, like between 40 and $50, which is, uh, I think true for a lot of people who aren't selling expensive products, you know, like not appliances and stuff. Uh, even um, if it dropped to 25 to 30, would it be the end of the world? You know, no, it'd be great. So <laughs> especially when you think about it in the, in terms of the systems that we build, where we're stacking lots of revenue on top of each other, it would hurt if your only business was Amazon affiliate revenue, it hurts much less if Amazon affiliate revenue is, you know, 20 or 30 or 40% of your yeah. site's total earnings, you know, that's why we try to build sites the way we do. So if one of those revenue streams or traffic streams does take a hit, it doesn't hurt as much. It's a much smaller percentage of your, you know, total system. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be interesting, but most importantly, I think that especially beginners, like I know we mentioned Amazon a lot in the authority site system, for example, et cetera. Like I still think it's going to be a great way to start. If you compare it to like advertising, to starting products, et cetera. I mean, it's so much easier to just make affiliate sales and still referring traffic and getting even, let's say 5%, uh, on average of commission would be like, uh, if you pick your niche properly, it's still like a very good for the little work you have to do. It's basically passive once you've set it up. So I don't think people should be discouraged by this change. I think, I mean, Amazon representatives have said that they aim for it to still be the best affiliate program out there, just not by threefold, you know, like not being 300% better than the second one, more like 20%. Yeah. But it's like, I do think that it's still a great way and we'll definitely still be producing just as much affiliate content this year, just because it, even with a 30% drop, I'm more than happy to put basically a lot of money into that. Yeah. And really what this changes for new site builders is niche selection. Yeah. So you want to just be aware of what the tiers are and what niches are going to pay out better, you know, and you might be prepared for a little bit more competition in those depending. People might not want to build these sites anymore, so there might be less competition. We're yeah. going to talk about that too. But if you're a new site builder, you might want to be looking at stuff like shoes, watches, apparel, luggage, or, you know, like any sport, any beauty type niche, the stuff in the in the slightly higher tiers, you know, is uh, yeah, seven percent still. It's basically the same mostly. It's a small drop, you know. If you pick your niche correctly, I don't think I think it's still gonna be quite good to use Amazon. And and to be frank, I think like you know making eight point five percent of the sell of an item with that with basically zero cost when you did it via SEO. It was insane, right? It's like, you know, many e-commerce stores are at like 10% margin, but they have to deal with like fulfillment. They have to deal with like stocks and returns. And like, it's such a much more complex business to operate. 
And that's why it was like, it was kind of a hack, right? You could make most of the money they make as a profit margin, like literally just putting blog posts out there and waiting for them to rank in Google. So I think it's kind of a market adjustment more than like the end of an era, you know? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And also here's what's not changing. If you send somebody to Amazon, you will still get a commission of everything they buy within 24 hours. So that's another big advantage Amazon will keep over most other affiliate programs. It's not just the products that you're referring people to. It's whatever they buy on Amazon. And and Amazon still converts better than anybody else. And that's going to keep intact things like big December spikes for everybody and and things like that. So commission rates are going to go down. But most of the main advantages of Amazon will still be there. All right, so let's we we agree on what's most likely going to happen now. Let's talk about what people should do. And one thing that I've done recently, actually, that has been kind of eye opening to me is um, I've been using Optimizely to A/B test these kind of uh, articles, changing things like call to actions, like button colors and button text and things like that. And with literally the first test I ran, I was able to increase my CTR by twenty percent to Amazon, right? And that means that. Uh, that already will most likely offset most of the drop-off of the commissions, right? So I think Amazon was so easy so far that you could put a site with the basic WordPress theme out there and just like, if the content was ranking, you were making money. Well, now if you, there's going to be a little bit more craft to put into that and to make the same amount of money. But I actually believe that if you optimize your layout, if you opti- if you test your call to actions, if you figure out how high you should put your tables or like, you know, how you should format, change colors, etc. I believe that you can probably reach the same amounts of money that you are making without doing that, obviously, but you can still reach the same revenue per thousand visitors for the kind of content. And so I think that's one thing that, you know, people with products think all the time about A-B testing and stuff, but I feel a little bit less. That's definitely something I, I need to do a lot more after seeing the first results of what I've been doing. Yeah, so just to put that in simpler terms, if your Amazon revenue is going down by 30%, we think you can make a lot of that up by just doing much more rigorous CTR. So if your Amazon revenue drops by 30% and you can generate 20% more clicks to Amazon, it's much less of a loss for you. Yeah, exactly. So that's one thing that I think people can do. Another thing is obviously testing other other programs, right? So like, let's say that we're in the health niche, like we have stuff where we sell like supplements and stuff, and there are like supplement shops paying up to 25% commissions, right? So, you know, before our default was like, well, let's just do Amazon, it's easy, it pays well. Why would I even bother with the other ones? Uh, but now, you know, if we find the same kind of products on different shops, then we're going to be shopping around a little bit more, probably mix and matching Amazon links with other programs and testing them, etc. Obviously, that does take time to figure out. But I think that actually it might be the kick in the ass that forces us to do that and maybe increase our revenue. It's like, I know you've tried other affiliate programs and done better than Amazon as well. So that actually could be a blessing in these guys, actually. Yeah, for sure. And there are people doing this already, people who are a little bit more industrious and ambitious, like John Dijkstra, who runs com. I know on one of his niche sites, he's been experimenting with tons of affiliate programs. 
because that's his background. What John does is he tests everything out there to find the best possible combination. Like that's his main skill is A-B testing, you know? And he was able to generate like 40% more revenue from a couple of different, and I I think that's the number, it's probably wrong, but way more revenue from some affiliate programs on some articles. And so his site, what it looks like is like there are still plenty of Amazon links on there. But for some articles, because he tested different programs, he's earning much more money from other sources and his site is much more diversified. So that'll probably just be more part of the process now. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else people should do? Uh, Yeah. So I have a a few things here. First thing is to be more liberal with Amazon. So what we used to do is like kind of leave the affiliate links in our best X for Y articles and let those do the work. Because Amazon represents less revenue, there's going to be less overall risk. If you want to be more liberal with those, you can throw those links into other articles. You don't want to be too crazy with it because you don't want to put yourself at risk for being like a thin affiliate side or raising red flags with Google or whatever. But I think in general, because it's going to represent less revenue, you can be a little bit more liberal with it to try to make those dollars up with more clicks however you can. So that's one thing. Also... Obviously, focus on rebalancing your revenue model. Lots yeah. of us in this community are uh, Amazon people. I've started with as you know as an Amazon guy. With this change, I think we should be moving more towards finding other types of ways to make money with a site, to monetize a site. So maybe that's ads, maybe that's sponsored posts, maybe that's selling our own products or building funnels or whatever, there's just going to be a shift and a rebalancing to those other parts of the machine that we don't focus on typically as new I mean, site builders. I, I think that's great, right? Because here's my, my feeling about Atari Hacker Pro, right? So I built all these blueprints on like, you know, selling products and like um, email marketing and things like that. And everyone's like super happy about it. And I checked people's site and everyone was like 95% Amazon, right? And yeah. I was like, what's the point? And, yeah. and, and the truth is, it's just Amazon was paying out so well. It was so easy, right? It was just, just like the amount of effort compared to the amount of money you could make was the best ratio out of any other monetization. And so, so I understand why people were doing that. It's just like, I just really had this feeling that I could come up with all the content in the world in H Pro. Most people would just end up just doing Amazon stuff and using the couple of content templates that we give them to make sales on Amazon. So actually, a lot of my old content is going to be used again, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and the best people that we know in this market aren't using Amazon. Yeah. You know? John Dixtra, Chris Lee, those guys are making money in, uh, well, Chris Lee's mostly an ad guy, but John Dixon's making money uh, all kinds of ways, you know. And then there are other case studies like Survival Life where most of their money comes from a membership. There are tons of ways to make money. The hard part is getting traffic. We all know how to get traffic. We just need to figure out how to rebalance the revenue model to turn that traffic into the same amount of dollars. So the last thing I have is to invest more in Amazon content. If that sounds counterintuitive to you, good. I hope it sounds counterintuitive to everybody because what I think is going to happen is this news is going to come out. People are going to freak out. Everybody's or a good chunk of people are going to stop building these sites. And this is exactly what happens when like a stock goes down. Everybody exits because they're afraid. What the smart people do, the people who make the most money is double down on their investments because there's less competition. In our case, that might be a good idea too. If fewer people are building Amazon sites, investing in a lot more content or maybe even in another site could be a good idea because people might be letting their sites die. Not as many people are entering the market. People are going to be looking for easier ways to make money. So 
Yeah, I think one cool way that people can uh, take advantage of that as well is, well, we all know, I mean, especially you know that FBA can also be a successful uh, business model from uh, Spencer. But what's interesting is, you know, the price of these Amazon sites that make sales is going to drop, right? A lot. Yeah. And, you know, imagine if you were taking the product category that you're selling the most, building an FBA business around that, and then buying out all these Amazon sites at the, the lowest point when the, the changes just come out because uh, people will like panic and sell and, and stop, etc. And then you can essentially buy the SEO that pushes your ranking up and then you can build an FBA business from that. So I think for FBA people, there is a big opportunity here to buy cheap SEO traffic to their listing essentially. Yeah, I mean, and it might even be worth, you know, if you have the resources, buying these sites when the prices drop anyway, if you understand how to monetize that traffic in a way that's not Amazon, mm. because Amazon's going to go down, price of the site's going to go down, people might want to get out. But if you know ads or funnels or whatever, then it might be a good opportunity for you. Yeah, so. there's going to be a lot of like cheap stuff to buy it's it's a bit like the 2007 crisis right when like china bought of half of america it's essentially that it's going to be like the sales season for people with cash in hand and there's going to be a lot of good business to be made and to be honest like this traffic is buying traffic when you do these reviews when you do all that stuff these are people looking to buy products so their value is not dropping these people are looking to spend just as much on products as they have had in the past. The only thing that changes is, you know, how do you transform that into money for yourself, right? And Amazon was making it very easy. Now it's going to be a little bit less easy. And But there is this commercial opportunity out there. And I really, really think people with deep pockets and an understanding of the market will make big moves with that change in Amazon. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I expect like guys like Wired Investors and so on to be really aggressive in buying websites. Maybe Empire yeah. Flippers as well. I know they have a fun doing that. So that's not our approach. Our approach is to build our teams and build websites. So we're going to keep doing that because I believe that we build sites cheaper and better. But but I believe that site buyers, they will. Uh, it's going to be quite interesting. Anything else to add to that? Yeah, I think, I mean, for bigger sites that are taking the biggest hits, it might be really interesting up at the top. So say... Wider investors, if they're in tech, their revenue is going to be cut to like 30% of what it was. And on a 30 million valuation, well, Wired, Wire not Cutter. Wired, not- Wire Cutter, yeah. Wire Cutter was like half of that $30 million valuation. So, you know, if, if the value of the site overnight drops from $15 million to $5 million, that's a big opportunity for somebody. Of course, the New York Times owns it, and that's not going to happen with the Wire Cutter, but there are other sites out there doing similar stuff. So, yep. I mean, crazy. I, I, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to be investing in other things as well. Like, I mean, I'm, I need to redo own products on health ambition. We're going to play a little bit more with ads as well. For example, I've seen John Dijkstra has been doing really well with Ezoic lately, mm-hmm. like really well. I mean, I've seen some of his numbers, like $35 per thousand visits with ads, which is crazy. <laughs> so, so. I like it. I think it rebalances things. I think it's it's opening up more business models. It's going to kill the bandwagon. Like there's less people that will jump on that. So less revenue, but less competition kind of rebalances the market overall. Yeah. So do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing in the sense that it was almost too easy. I think 8.5% for just referring traffic on physical products is too much. As I said, many people running the the actual business make 10% margins, you know? You know, and they, they put like 10 times more work than you do. 
They go to China, they source the products, they deal with the refunds, they deal with everything. And it's like so yeah. much more work. And, and, and they, ba- they were basically making the same money as you, except you could build 10 sites in the time they build one business, you know? Yep. So I think it's fair. It's just that, well, things are going to change. And, and it's one thing. It's like I saw someone on the Atari Hacker Pro group, like, oh my God, I don't want to go back to my job, etc. The truth is that industry just works that way. Every year or two, there are big changes and you're going to have to adjust. And, you know, that happened with PBNs, that happened with a bunch of things like Google updates and Panda and Penguin back then were really big changes and so on. And it's going to keep happening. And the people that last in this industry are the people that are able to adapt. Otherwise, that's basically the skill, right? The skill is not to make it for a year or two. The skill is to make it for 10 years and survive all these industry changes and, and adapt. If yeah. you, that, that's the real, like, you've made it, you know? This is not plumbing. Like, you don't learn how to install a toilet and then you're good for 10 years because you could do that forever. This industry changes all the time, you know, from month to month, sometimes from week to week. So um, here's another thing that I think might happen. I think that this is going to be an opportunity for other affiliate programs to compete with Amazon. So Amazon used to be five times better than everybody else. Now it's only like maybe 20, 30 percent better. Other Big programs might not have thought it worth it to really compete with Amazon with with uh, what they're doing. Now they might be incentivized to find ways to compete, which is also a good thing because it might open up opportunities for us to uh, find different programs. But competition in the market on the affiliate program manager side is really good for us because it means commission rates are going to go up. It's going to, there's going to be basically a bidding war for us, the affiliates, and for our traffic. Uh, that's one thing that could happen that would also be a very good thing. Yeah, I think so. I think the people that can find good offers and negotiate and you know do real business and like just going on your Amazon Associates backend and getting the link are going to be quite successful, especially if they can buy everything for a discounted price and apply these skills. So I think finding affiliate programs and affiliate offers is going to become a new skill that's going to be extremely valuable that wasn't valued before because everything was in one place, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically it, guys. We'll see what happens next week. But overall, stay positive. I think it's not the end of the world, even if, unless they put everything at 1% commission, in which case that's basically the end of the world. But <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, everything should be fine. I'm not too worried. And, you know, we both you and I, make quite good like like you know i could i could spend a long time living in budapest with what we're making one month on amazon you know yeah yeah Uh, so so we're not exactly it's not exactly like we don't have any horse in the game we do have a lot of income coming that way but you know what it's like we'll figure it out i'm not worried uh i think we're smarter than most people yeah and (laughs) also like one of the things that is encouraging to me about the whole thing is that Amazon has expressed an interest that it wants to stay the best affiliate program. What I would be more worried about is if Amazon said something like, oh, we're big enough, we don't need affiliates anymore. Yeah, they could um, cut it out but, completely. Right. But they've expressed an interest that they want to stay the biggest affiliate program, so much so that they actually called people who are earning 8.5%. So not even people like the wire cut or anything, but most people who are earning 8.5%, the you know slightly bigger affiliates, but not even the huge guys were getting direct phone calls. So they want to take care of their affiliates. They want to be the best program. They're just trying to make it more profitable for them. Yeah. So I think it's fair. I think we'll see what happens, but don't panic. It will all be all right. Let's see what happens. We'll probably make a quick update. 
when the update hits or something, maybe like a 10 minute podcast will drop in between during the week or something. But thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Good luck with the update and let's see what happens. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.